0: hey everyone happy november thanksgiving is right around the corner and it's personally my favorite holiday i'm not sure if i love it because it represents gratitude and getting together with loved ones and cherishing relationships or if i just love it because it happens to be some macdab in the middle of my birthday week probably a combination of both but regardless for many of us it's a special time um it's a special time but it's also a time that can test our patience and be a little bit stressful if we let it So in keeping with our purpose here on this podcast to cultivate confidence through leadership and wellness, we're going to go through nine steps to hopefully smooth or smoother sailing this Thanksgiving. We're going to have three steps towards better leadership on your part, three steps towards better nutrition throughout the holiday, and three steps towards better fitness. You can do that through becoming a part of this community on Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. In last week's episode, we went through three distinct ways fitness and leadership development partner or go hand in hand. In other words, we outlined how fitness can actually make us better leaders. Now, do I mean fitness as in a certain look or appearance or body shape or size? Nope. Big, big, big no. (laughs) I mean fitness as in movement, exercise, and any physical challenge you personally need to overcome. So that's one of our three core pillars. Another is nutrition. Nutrition, I would say, is balanced, nutrient-dense fuel that gives you energy, health, and joy. I certainly believe nutrition and food can be joyful and satisfying. I mean, if you just look throughout history, at the center of every family, friend, gathering, or celebration, you see cultural foods, traditional foods, just food in general go hand in hand with fellowship and joy and, uh, and having a good time. So fitness and nutrition together make up this goal of confidence we have through wellness. And then we also have, of course, the other critical piece of leadership. Leadership is just you being yourself and no one else channeling your natural gifts and your natural talents in the direction of a purpose and bringing other people along with you on the journey. And as you bring people on board for wherever it is you're leading them, hopefully somewhere great, you attempt to encourage, you attempt to inspire, build up, and just edify them in their respective journeys. And I don't think that leadership requires a particularly specific purpose either, actually. Um, Just as an aside, Drew and I recently purchased something and we had the most fun-loving salesperson. She was fine whether we bought the thing or didn't. Her life mission and her daily goal was just to laugh and get other people to laugh too. So like she literally just loved spreading smiles and it worked. I was smiling and giggling the entire time we were um, talking with her and learning about this product. Her passion was definitely infectious. So all that to say, leadership doesn't have to mean that you're on this clearly defined path with a specific peak you're aiming towards. So moving right along, where do these three things, leadership, nutrition, and fitness, fit into Thanksgiving. Let's start with the opposite first, and then I think you'll see pretty clearly why this is actually a very important topic for the two of us to explore today. And just, you know, as I'm going through this, let your imagination run wild. What does bad leadership look like at Thanksgiving? It's maybe someone who takes tiny disagreements and creates a full-blown argument, (laughs) or someone who's mean, duh, or maybe just insensitive. I mean, the holidays are often a time when loss weighs extra heavy on someone, or reflecting on where we are in life can bring little reminders of regret or disappointment. And that can require being sensitive to, aware of, and encouraging about all of that. Um, Not so great leadership could also be along the lines of trying to take the spotlight and make all the conversation center around us instead of sharing a genuine interest in the people we get to be around so that's what bad leadership looks like what does bad nutrition look like at thanksgiving let me start this one off by saying another reason i love thanksgiving is because of a certain tradition we have in my family that centers around the world's richest most dense and delicious chocolate cake it's something my mom makes every year for my birthday and it's actually pretty hard to make fun little story Drew and I, we, we drove away in a car after our wedding. The wedding was beautiful. It was very special. But to this day, one of my favorite memories is after the wedding, after the celebration, getting in this this getaway car and seeing one of these chocolate cakes that my sister surprised me with in the seat. And I immediately ate it. Immediately. Anyway, um, it's a flourless, like doesn't have any flour in it. It also happens to be dairy free dark dark chocolate roulade and if you don't know a roulade is the type of cake that is one thick sheet and then it gets rolled up so from the side it kind of looks like a cinnamon bun roll thing I typically have a piece with dinner and then another piece maybe a third if I've been cheap and made the other two slices super thin (laughs) Um, and then I definitely have a piece for breakfast the next day and then just about every meal and snack until that cake is gone. So thankfully, this is a very light cake. It doesn't make you feel like you've just had a ton of cake because of what it's made out of. But still, I get it. (laughs) Nutrition and balance during the holidays is a real feat to achieve, but it's still worth striving for in a very grace-filled way. You know, enjoy yourself, forgive yourself, but keep it all, you know, in in a balanced perspective. So Back to bad nutrition. Bad nutrition at Thanksgiving looks like that family that's plopped on the couch with literal belly aches because they overate and overate so much. It looks like the nap time after dinner because you gave yourself a sugar and simple carb overload so much so that your body is like, oh my gosh, that was too much and now I'm exhausted. Um, It can look like zero vegetables. um, Everything covered in, in creamy sauce, just really thick casserole like food or processed food um you know like processed food doesn't mean just chips in a bag it can include bread rolls and things like that so and then bad fitness bad fitness just means being a couch potato and not moving around exercise doesn't have to be iron man crossfit level you just have to move so a whole day of sinking into the couch lounging lounging is great but just remember our bodies were designed to move so we can get blood flow throughout our extremities throughout our organs all that jazz bad examples aside let's set some simple easy to achieve goals for our leadership nutrition and fitness this thanksgiving to not only make it better for us but also better for the people we end up spending it with so number one is our leadership step one for bringing better leadership into your thanksgiving is to prioritize your quiet time. If you are, and I honestly think most of us are like this whether we realize it or not, if you're the type of person who needs just a little time each day to collect your thoughts, center yourself on the day, reflect, journal, read, set your intention for the day maybe, try not to skip that. If you have family in town or if you're visiting with family, that can be especially hard just because you're in a new routine or a different environment but try hard to prioritize that tiny bit of quiet time. For me I generally have my quiet time early in the morning on the couch downstairs but I've already made a mental note that when my family's visiting the couch in the middle of the living room (laughs) isn't the most private space so I'll probably end up waking up getting my hot tea and going back upstairs to the bedroom where I can have you know, just five or 10 minutes to prioritize that quiet time so I don't wake up and immediately throw myself into a day full of conversations and buzz and, and all of that. The benefit of this, the benefit of taking that tiny bit of time is we can end up being more patient. We can have a better perspective about whatever events happen that day. We aren't as easily frustrated because we've started the day reflecting on all we have to be thankful for. So I think we end up being just generally more pleasant to be around because of that. Give your Thanksgiving your best leadership by intentionally centering yourself and organizing your thoughts before the snowball effect kicks in. That's number one. Number two is be a good listener. And maybe even if circumstances require, be a good mediator. We all have different perspectives, politics, opinions, and the vast majority of us are under a lot of stress right now. (laughs) That's just the natural fallout of our busy, always-on, 24-7 news and communication world. So then when we get together and one person says something way against what someone else believes, then it's World War III. Or maybe it just becomes, you know, so-and-so isn't talking to so-and-so for the rest of the night. What, whatever it is, I'd like to challenge you to just be a good listener and be genuinely interested in those around you. Go into Thanksgiving prepared to bear a few burdens, to get updated on your friend's big life challenges right now or your sibling's recent career setback. I I don't know. I just, I want to encourage you to listen and to seek to ask questions about, about someone else and how they're doing. And to steer clear of any arguments or rude disagreements that could become arguments. And i'm by no means by the way saying to abandon your opinions and beliefs if you know me you know i'm extremely opinionated i'm very clear in how i voice those opinions and i'm pretty unwavering in my beliefs but that doesn't mean that i cannot a listen and lend my two ears to someone who deserves them and b chime in and say you know hey guys why don't we talk about something more light and fun like What you're looking forward to this holiday season, or something funny that happened in your last week. So that's number two. Be the leader your Thanksgiving crew needs by listening, possibly mediating, and being interested in everyone's life and not just the superficial news of the day. And third, we can all lead our Thanksgivings to smoother sailing and a positive experience with gratitude. I have a quick question for you. Have you ever been around someone who is so positive or so thankful that you can feel it start to rub off on you? I know I have. It's almost impossible or at least really, really, really hard to keep pouting and being down in the dumps if you're in close proximity to someone who is shining a light and just overflowing with heartfelt thanks and appreciation for anything. It's almost like the people you see walking through something unimaginably difficult and saddening. And yet they still have this hope filled smile on their face. And they're thankful for what they have instead of bitter for what they've just lost. So be that intentionally grateful glass half full person at your Thanksgiving gathering. And I bet you'll help everyone else leave with their glass half full too. Hey, you guys, I'm just going to quickly hit the pause button on this to just say thank you to everybody who has left a star rating and a comment review for the podcast. It truly makes such a significant impact on expanding our ability to reach more young women and encourage them in their confidence, their leadership, their personal journeys. So it truly means the world to me each and every review. I love it. And I'm so thankful. And if you haven't gotten the chance to do that yet, this is just your friendly reminder that it is something that I would be so grateful from the very bottom of my heart. That is not an understatement. And let's keep going. Number four is now in the nutrition bucket. So because we're doing three leadership, three nutrition, three fitness steps to a smooth Thanksgiving. And this tip is simple, but honestly, often, often overlooked. And it's just to hydrate. Lots of Thanksgiving revolves around food and drink And not all of those drinks are hydrating. So you've got coffee, caffeinated tea, any alcohol, soda actually. Most sodas have salt in them to make you thirsty and want more. So all of these things are dehydrating. So just make sure that you're starting the day with a tall glass of water and sipping throughout. Simple. Step five is to stick to your routine. We make special foods, usually extra dessert. And yes, Thanksgiving should be a treat and it should be delicious. But please, please, please do not starve yourself. Skip breakfast when you usually have breakfast. Skip lunch when you usually have lunch. And then gorge yourself on this one massive giant meal. I have always, always felt that this was a recipe for disaster because it is. Especially when you have perfect alternatives to treat this day like any other. The food will still be there for most of us. And for many of us, there will be leftovers. And what a blessing that is. What a gift. So instead of acting like this is our one and only chance ever to eat a meal, stick to your routine so that you feel better and you don't crash at, you know, like 6 p.m. So for me, most likely, just to give you an idea of, of what I'm talking about, most likely I will start my morning with a protein shake. You guys know I love my protein. I love starting my morning with a yummy blood sugar balancing smoothie. And then I'll probably have a light lunch um, just because we personally, we don't do the whole 3 p.m. Thanksgiving dinner. And then I'll have a normal dinner and I'll feel great because I'll be doing what my stomach is used to me doing. My pants will fit just fine. There won't be any bloating or tummy aches or needing a nap and I'll feel great the next morning. And that routine can really, really be a game changer during the holidays. So that's number five. Number six for nutrition, so far we have to hydrate, to stick to our routine, and then to balance your plate. This is another thing. It's very different for everyone, but a few staples that I think are considered good to go among nutrition professionals is to avoid too many heavy carbs, to ask yourself, is this nutrient dense? Or does this food have a lot in it that's beneficial for me? And then to sample your desserts and up your protein and your fat. For avoiding too many heavy carbs and asking yourself if what you're having is nutrient dense, I feel like I always pick on bread. Sorry, it's just it's just really easy to do, but like bread and pasta, they aren't really doing very much to you. I hate to burst your bubble, but there's just not much in the vitamin and mineral category in bread and pasta and they're heavy foods. So if you think of it in terms of how much bang for your buck you can get, maybe having sweet potatoes would be better. You can have like the same amount of each, but you're getting so much more good for you from the sweet potatoes. Both are carbs and carbs are great, but sweet potatoes are jam-packed with nutritious things our bodies need. When in doubt, I would say just choose something that's real Um, And then for upping your protein and your fat, a little trick my friend Leah taught me is if I know there's a sweet dessert I'm really, really looking forward to after dinner, then maybe I want to have just a little less carb and a little more protein and fat on my dinner plate to help balance that spike in the amount of sugar I'm having so it doesn't rush into my bloodstream so fast that I can't process and use it for energy. I'm not sure if that's making any sense, but again, lots of different opinions on all of this but my general little itty bitty rule of thumb and i don't have many is to just look at my plate and i want to see lots of protein lots of fat and good nutrient dense carb so that's four through six in nutrition and our last and final category is fitness seven and eight are to work out the day of and work out the day after (laughs) Do a turkey trot if you want to do something in your community. Go for a walk both days, both Thanksgiving and the day after, and just enjoy the change of season. You can do something organized or something a little bit more random. As long as it's movement and blood flow and getting your muscles pumping, that's critical. That's critical to break up all the lounging around and sitting we do, which is important too, but not 24-7. And then lastly, number nine, If you do eat too much, and if you do get a stomach ache, don't beat yourself up, but our natural instincts are often just to sleep it off or curl up on the couch and just be miserable and terrible and be mad at ourselves, (laughs) but I would suggest taking a 10 or 15 minute break, looking up a video, and doing a little yoga for digestion. Believe it or not, you can stimulate or soothe digestion that way very gently And then I'd also say having some soothing hot tea. So tea with ginger, licorice, chamomile, peppermint, spearmint, a lot of hot teas can help alleviate bloating, discomfort, and things like that. Before we throw ourselves into a busy Thanksgiving and holiday season, let's be upfront by setting an intention for how we want it to go. And if we want it to go well, and if we want our Thanksgiving to be restful and enjoyable and memorable, then there are nine steps we can consider taking towards the right direction. Quick recap, number one, to bring better leadership into our time with family and friends, we can prioritize that tiny sliver of quiet time in the morning to center ourselves, to reflect and be thankful and pray so that we can give to others a more patient and even keeled version of us and so that we don't feel too discombobulated and all over the place. Number two, we can focus on listening and being genuinely interested in people's lives. We can go deeper than the superficial news and latest pop culture, and then should conversation get a little too heated, which it can at times, we can step in and remind everyone that our time together is too precious and too valuable To not simply agree to disagree, change the subject if needed, and get back to a conversation about life and how we all are doing. Three, be grateful. Be grateful, be grateful, be grateful. (laughs) Easier said than done because it's so easy for us to grumble about what we don't have instead of what we do have. But try it and you could just end up inspiring gratitude among everybody else because the kind of thanks that is real and genuine spreads like wildfire number four to bring better nutrition into the mix of typical thanksgiving food hydrate we tend to reach for a lot of drinks that are dehydrating so have water if you need to spice it up with lemon or fruit do that but hydrating will make you feel so so much better in the long run number five don't stray from your routine if you're a breakfast person have breakfast. Don't fall into the trap of eating nothing all the way up until 3 p.m. and then you have the biggest Thanksgiving meal of your life and feel like a blob afterwards. (laughs) Um, So just treat it like any other day and if you find a favorite food, set it aside to have some leftovers for later. Number six is to balance your plate to avoid heavy processed carbs and to try and gravitate towards food that is real and food that is nutrient-dense. The tiny rule of thumb I mentioned that I appreciate personally when I look at my plate is to have lots of good protein, lots of good fat, and good carb. Taking desserts into account, sometimes I'll cut back on the carb a little bit if I know there's something my sweet tooth wants to have right after dinner. Number seven, to bring fitness into a generally sedentary holiday, work out the day of. Do a turkey trot with a friend or just go outside and enjoy the leaves if you get them where you live. Number eight, move the day after two. Even just a 20-minute bodyweight exercise workout, you know, in your room can do the trick to get your blood flowing and, and get your muscles awake. Number nine, if you eat too much, it's okay, move on, but instead of suffering with a stomach ache, try to alleviate it a little bit with hot tea and yoga that is specifically geared towards better digestion. Last but not least... I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. I know this is a little out of the ordinary of an episode, but we've covered all our bases in leadership and wellness, and I hope this helps you to go into the holiday at least with good food for thought and maybe some actionable items to be a little more confident that you can have a good holiday and you can also make a positive impact during it. I'm so thankful for your listening. I'm so thankful for your support. And I am most of all, so appreciative of your diving into your leadership development because our world needs more good leadership and we definitely need yours.